Welcome to the To The Throne Podcast. This is Dan Santana, and I'm here with a special guest today, Sean Treese. Laura, how are you doing today? Yes, doing so good. Thank you for having me, bro. Hey, I'm so, awesome. I'm so glad you're here. Um, if you don't know who Sean Treese is, she is an amazing worship leader at our church, the Belonging Co. Um, and I think many people need to learn about her because she carries something. First time I saw you sing, I'm like, there it is. You know, there's mm-hmm. anointing. And there's a lot of really good singers out there. But um, people that carry an anointing, there's just something different about it, right? Wow, thank and, you. Hey, and hey, and we want people to know who you are, and um, because you really have a DNA of To The Throne. And it just so happens, too, that uh, a song was released a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, everything is changing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, and you are featured on it. So yes. welcome to the podcast. We're thank so glad you. that you're here. Um, and so let me start off with this. Your name. Yes. We kind of talked about it right before this, but yeah, we did. Chantrice Laura. Chantrice. Very unique name. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about it? Background on it? Because it's a cool name. Yeah. I mean, it took me a minute to kind of like catch or grasp that because I was like, what an interesting name. Like, yeah. why do I have three first names? It's just very <laughs> uncommon. And, you know, I just thought one day, let's just look it up and see. Mm-hmm. So Chantrice, technically, what I've been told or what I've looked up or discovered mm-hmm. is it's singer in French, which is oh, like wow. Chante, it's technically, mm-hmm. but it's like the derivative of it. And um, I can't remember if it's Nakia or Laura, but both, either one or both mean pure and unconquered. And um, I just thought, okay, Lord, that's awesome. Like, it's awesome that you're even down to the details of like, no, your name will define right. what you live in and wow. like who you become. And um, it's been a goal of mine anyway to to be pure, to be pure in spirit, to be pure in heart, but to also live an unconquered life, like to live in power and authority um, through Christ. And so... I've learned to love it. Chantrice Laura. It's I've amazing. I've learned to love it. Hopefully, you know, we'll see what my last name turns into, but I'm like, it's got to match it. It's got to be just as profound wherever you are out there. There you <laughs> go. <gotta> be, yeah. <laughs> well, that was that's a very prophetic name for you too, because yeah. it, it, I mean, that matches so well. Mm. That's incredible. So, um, yes. Thank you, Chantrice, for the explanation, because yes. I've always wondered. <laughs> always. Yeah. Like, Chantrice, where's that, where's that from? <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's talk about, you uh, grew up in Georgia, yes, right? Yes, did. Um, did you grow up in church? I did, all my life. All your life. Church kid, growing mm-hmm. up, you can drag to church like everyone is. <laughs> Whether you want to go or not, you're going on Sunday morning. That's just the way it was, you know? Yes. It was awesome. Yes. Did you also grow up singing? Like, was that a part of the I church did. experience? I did, but I was very timid. Like, mm-hmm. you have church solos, and usually you got you have to audition, and someone gets picked. And for whatever reason, I was always just thrown into the ball of who's going to sing the solo. Uh, and I, for whatever reason, always just reverted to, like, choose anyone else for me. Like, please don't make me sing this kind of thing. Um, but yeah, very grew up in church, like very, very involved, heavily involved in worship and the choir and all, like, mm-hmm. all the things you do as a child where you don't really know why you're doing it yet. You just do it because it's what everyone's doing kind of thing. So, but it's awesome. My church is awesome. Awesome. Um, and then when did you start like leading a worship team? I guess like a traditional kind of leading outside of solos. Yeah. Right? like leading a song for a band for a church youth or when was it? Yeah. I would have to say um it was right around the time like as the older I got, I mean I feel like I started closer to like 11 or 12. Wow. 
And that was just, you know, where everyone's cheering you on no matter what kind of mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, I think it slowly formed into like, a, wait a minute, maybe this is something that I'm called to, whether I'm afraid of it or not, there's something there. Mm-hmm. And so I think I really started to dig into that around 17 of like, okay. you know, which I think everyone kind of, you grew up in church, but then you, once you get to a certain age, like, okay, I have to know this for myself. Like my faith, my walk, what I'm called to, it's kind of takes a toll when you get older. You're like, okay, 17, what do I really believe? What am I called to do? Why do I have the gift of music and vocal and, you know, all the things you kind of think about. And so that led to ministry school and that journey there, but. I would say like around 11 years old is when I've kind of started the whole leading in front of people wow. thing. That's awesome. Yeah. It's very similar to me. I grew up in church, uh-huh. very similar. Yeah. My dad was a pastor. He was the worship leader of the church too. Oh my gosh. So amazing. like he was, I lead worship, put my guitar down and then preach, you know, yep. do it all. Wow. Offering everything, right? Amazing. Um, And so when I was 13, I had started playing the drums just because I was interested in music. I was 13. I started playing the drums and it was me and him, you know, like yeah. on the worship team together which, with the rest of the team and everything. So, um, but it was that same age, 17, mm-hmm. the same exact age wow. where it was like, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to believe this for yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your parents, you're old enough to be like, well, if I want to go to church, I, you know, yeah, I, I will. If I don't, I won't, whatever kind of thing. I've respected my parents and, yeah. and everything, but um, it just so happens like they had closed the church down due, due to some health issues with my dad yeah. um, the year before. So we were kind of in limbo, and it was kind of that, like, do I just continue this journey? And at 17, I decided yes, and was on the, the worship team for the youth group of the church I started going to, and it's the same kind of story. So Yeah, it's amazing. That's a that's a crucial age, 17, mm-hmm. for yeah. sure, because yeah. you're getting into the, okay, college years, and do I go off to college? What do I do? Oh, so, yeah, for so sure. So you said you went to ministry school. Yeah. Um, and then did you focus on like music or did you, fo- like, what was your... Yeah. Well, I did five years of ministry school total, okay. which love, love learning, love being a student, a student of the word, a student of whatever I'm in the midst of. And so right. I think realistically, you want to do the hom- homiletics and the hermeneutics mm-hmm. and all those kind of things. But then there's also the minister- ministerial track where yeah. you focus on worship and music and team leading and, you know, all the things. And so I did a little bit of both. We all did our normal core classes and all the things. And then my focus was always worship. Mm -hmm. Um, But it wasn't until um, getting into like my second year of ministry school that I was just kind of, again, pushed and challenged to kind of like, okay, step out of that. Like, what what is the fear of not fully stepping in kind of thing? Mm -hmm. And so I, 17, I left my home church and went to a different church and where I attended school and was kind of forced whether I wanted to or not to kind of really lock in here. Like, okay, what is this going to look like? What is worship leading going to look like for you in this season? You know? So it was, it was awesome. It was an awesome journey and awesome way to start. I'm glad I chose ministry school because I feel like a normal school for me would have been like a waste of time, Yeah, which it's for some people, that's what they desire. Like, mm-hmm. Doctor, nurse, you know, whatever. But I knew my mm. my life goal was to do ministry full time, and I'm like, well, this makes perfect sense. Like, yeah. why not? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's very true. Like, one of the worst things that could happen to people in their life is to be good at something that they're not called to do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and focus on something that maybe somebody else wants them to do. Yeah, or that's convenient, um, but it doesn't live up to the full potential of what God has asked for them. So, yeah, for sure, there's there is that sacrifice. But um, I believe. 
that, I mean, that that five years you said mm-hmm. total? Oh, yeah. That's a long time. It's a long time. Right? Yeah. Um, that's, that is part of the DNA of who you are, of course, right? Mm-hmm. So what was the biggest thing that that you learned throughout that process of being a student yeah. um, and growing? Because those are interesting years throughout mm-hmm. people's lives. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're, there's a lot coming at you, mm-hmm. right? Um, what was the biggest thing that you took out of that season of your life and, and said that this is what is now going to help me shape, you know, the rest of my life? Yeah, I think it was first and foremost lear- learning how to be a servant, learning how to serve and not be served, like learning how what it truly means to be the hands and feet of Jesus and um, what it means to put someone before you uh, was probably one of the bigger takeaways. And then following that was learning how to um, be a student of the word, like learning how to, you know, stay late and arrive early and to be diligent and to, you know, really, really seek the Lord. Because, you know, I think sometimes ministry school, can be viewed as a way of competition of like, I'm going to climb the ladder. I'm going to try to be the best. But my approach is always like, okay, sit back and watch and see how can I use wisdom here? How can I learn and grow in identity and who I am as a person first? Like, how can I um, allow the Lord to show things in me that need to be pruned and things that need Mm. to be, you know, worked through and like, all of the things that you kind of in those years kind of develop as far as like who I who am I going to be? Like I'm either gonna stand for this or I'm not. Like I'm either gonna follow Christ and have a heart of integrity or not. And I think that made all the difference for me. I think it it really put it into perspective because when you get into that headspace of like, well, this is all about me, what I can get, what I can receive, what I can um, take from this and not think of the person that needs to hear it or the mm-hmm. person that I need to pour out to or um, the person that didn't hear what I just heard five minutes ago. I need to be a good steward of this. And so learning how to steward that season was crucial for me because I think if I hadn't have taken it seriously, my motives would have been off. I would have, you know, it would have been all about my success mm-hmm. and my fame and you know, well, I've done this and I've done that, but no, God quickly humbled me because that was my prayer. And through that humbling experience, it allowed me to see the fruit and the richness of serving others, but also allowing God to show me who I am and show me who I am through Him first, which led to now um, being adult, being older, being, you know, in this new season of life, it's just like, it's a piece of cake. It's like, oh, this is easy because yeah. we've walked through this. Like yeah. you've you've shown me the hard things. You've shown me the things that are important that and that would matter early on. And so now I can just kind of walk in it, you know? So, so it's awesome. Yeah. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. That's, That's right. my life first, James mm-hmm. 410. Yeah. And I mean, yes, I think throughout that season, it is very true. Your early 20s, um, you know, especially for somebody who carries something, like you carry a talent and an anointing. Um you know, when you carry that, it can get to your head. And we live now in a, in a world that is very much focused on, you know, like what somebody can do for you. Um, and a lot of people's gifts and talents are are their value, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and become their identity. And so being humble, I, I think that five years and that humbling, like you said, being a servant, um, it, I mean, there's a reason why you carry what you carry. Mm-hmm. It's because you laid something down, you know? Um, and then the Lord was like, well, let me lift, lift it up now. Mm-hmm. Um and when he does that, of course, we see him, 
And so when you sing, I see him through you, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's the humbling. So that's amazing. Now let's go to you moving here, right? Nashville. When did you move here? I moved here September of 2020. So in the midst of like the pandemic, right? Yes. Um, which I guess we're still in it. I don't know. Yeah. Somebody tell me, are yes, we? Yes, I do not know. It's a great question. <laughs> uh, some places are, I guess. Yes. I know here, specifically in our city, I feel like we have been out of it for a while. Yeah. Um, but so you moved here in September. Yep. What drew you here? Like what was, what did God speak to you? Yeah. Um, was there a sign on an airplane that said move to Nashville? <laughs> like what was it? Yeah. I mean, honestly... You know, as we all do as Christians, we walk through hard seasons. And, you know, for me, as a, as a Christian, like, I had never really experienced hard things. Like, I think, you know, there were the also, you know, obviously, like, financial things or, like, you know, personal things. But sure. this, this particular year took a toll for me because... I had to learn how to actually live out what was in the Word. So you're a student of the Word. You know the Scriptures. You know what He's taught. But to actually live it out and to say like, okay, this is I'm gonna this you're gonna be persecuted, but take heart for I've, I've overcome everything. Mm-hmm. Like you know that part where everybody's like, well, I don't really want to go through that, Lord. Just keep me in the glory. Keep me in the good things. But it's like, no, I had to learn how to do the 70 times seven and learn how to forgive my neighbor, learn how to experience hurt for the first time and pioneer through that, like how to keep my heart intact, like how to stay focused. And, you know, walking through a hard season is always, you know, you don't see the good of it until you get out of it, you know, but when you're in it, you're in it. And it's like, okay, Lord, like this is things that you are obviously pruning. Like you're, these are things that you're, pulling out and saying, okay, how are you going to deal with that? How are you going to honor that person? How are you going to love that person today? Because they are my son. They're my daughter. Like, how are you going to do those things? And at first I was like, well, I don't know. Like, this is tough. And we all go through that, through friendships, through marriage, through dating, through all the things of life, all the things that happen in life. But it's like, you know, you have a decision to make. And, you know, honestly, Dan, I made the decision to say, God, I'm going to be obedient to you. I'm going to be obedient. And what you're asking of me is what I'll do. Not knowing that he was going to say, okay, move to Nashville. I had this whole other idea of life in mind as we sometimes do. It's like, you know, the Lord will have the final say. And he's like, I want you to move to Nashville. And I'm like, I don't know anyone here. Like, (laughs) what am I doing in Nashville? Like, And he's like, I want you to go to the Belonging Co. And I'm like... I haven't been following Belonging Co. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, you know, I didn't really know a ton about belonging. Like, of course, you hear about pastors, like our pastors, Alex and Henry, but, you know, because that's just the mantle they carry as stewards of of the Lord and stewards of people. Like, I knew that part of it, but I didn't know, like, Nashville is going to be where you're going to live, you know? And so I kind of feel like I kind of passed a test in a way where it's like, you know, do this and like it's like how the word says like test me in this way and see if I will not do this like just try just try just try me and see that I'm not that I won't come through for you right. that I won't have a better way or, or a plan for you you know if you just do the little things be obedient in the small things and so I did that and said yes and he said move to Nashville and I said okay and I got here. Walked into a Belonging Co. the first time in the building, um, 
and that first Sunday after conference in the new building, and it's like God spoke to me and said, okay. They said something from stage, and I said, oh, my gosh, Mm -hmm. you've got to be kidding me. Even up into what the bio says, like, it's all about him. It's all about him. Everything points back to his heart. It points back to his people. It points back to the why, and it's it's laser sharp. It's focused, and it's excellent, and people are loved. And I'm like, Lord... This is the glory. Like this, I couldn't have dreamt this. I couldn't have suffered enough for what I have now. And so I have been like super, super thankful to kind of take in um, this year and a couple months of being at at this church. It's like, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yes. And I'm so glad God led you here. Yeah. Because um, I mean, you're now you are such a big part of it. You know, it's amazing that, I mean, a year and a half ago, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, what is this place? Yep. You know, the people. Um, and we just talked about this before I pressed record. Yeah. But um, we had talked about, I mean, I was on the other side of, I knew who they were like day one. Yeah. You know, I remember when they, uh, the belonging launched and I was watching from afar. Mm-hmm. I remember the first website. Um, I remember the first live stream, you know? Yeah. Um, so I was very uh, into it, right? Mm-hmm. And, but for you, it was like outside of that. But now to see that you're such a big part of it is, is amazing. Awesome. And we also did just talk about this too. How presence, like one of the five tenets, presence over presentation, right? Um, A lot of churches at a high level, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and again, our church is unique, right? Mm -hmm. Because of our leaders. Yeah. Um, But you just don't see that, right? Mm -hmm. You just don't see that freedom of, you know, if God is working on you, put down what you're doing and let him work on you, you know? Um, And I love that because Mm -hmm. it is all about him, Jesus over everything. So. Um, now you're here. I'm here. You're plugged in. Plugged in. Right to the church. Um, yeah. I first saw, I mean, I, I kind of knew who you were, right? Yeah. Um, I worked with you cause you were on the worship team, right? Mm-hmm. BGBs and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I saw you lead for the first time Juneteenth, yeah. right? Is that, was that the first time Juneteenth, that you said? Yep. The Juneteenth service last year, 2021. Yeah. Um, and I like, I think Dakota was right next to me and I was like, she needs to be. <laughs> I'm like, boom! Like she carries it. Look at that. Um, and even David, you know, David Dennis, yeah. like same thing. He he also sang, and I'm like, they need to like, boom! And I mean, I don't know if the Lord l- let my words float in the air into somebody's <laughs> ears, but then you started leading. I'm like, oh, praise God! Um, but because you carry it, you know, and and you also are a person that is um, uh, like. The way you are on the platform is who you are off stage too, mm-hmm. which is you fit the DNA of the church. So um, now let's kind of fast forward to yeah, like Juneteenth happens, right? Juneteenth. And then a few months later, we're at conference, yeah, and the song happens. Everything is changing. Everything is changing. Which I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first time I heard that song, I'm like, what? Just the chords, the intro chords. I'm like, this is gonna be good. Yeah. Um, and then you start singing it, and you take it somewhere that is like some stratosphere, right? Mm-hmm. That I'm like, wow. And uh, to the throne is about going to the throne. Mm-hmm. And when you sing, and when you sing this song, it just takes people to the throne. So let's talk about um, this song. How did it come about with you leading it? Um, and you know. Now, now it's released out to the world for people to hear. So yeah. check it out, Belonging Co. Everything is changing. Um, but how did you come about? Like, what, how did this come about? That whole process. Yeah. So I mean, it's honestly insane. I am really, really, really close to Andrew Hole, and 
Austin Davis and Sarah Gerald. They're amazing. They're amazing. And they got together, wrote this song, and, you know, we're just in a room one day and made we're just like, okay, Lord, we feel your spirit on this. We just want this to be possibly something for the album. Mm -hmm. And so one day after after work, they're like, Hey, you know, do you want to sing the demo for this song? And I'm like, Okay. And um, so I ended up singing it and it was a very quick process. Like we were getting geared up for conference. We're two weeks out and Austin's like, just do this demo really fast. You have like five minutes, like just knock it out. And so we do this and then it goes through the the process of, you know, Pastor Henry hears it and he's like, oh my gosh, like we have to do it. Let's do it. Right. And I'm like, whoa, wait, <laughs> like, wait a minute. Like that escalated no one, quickly. Yeah. That escalated <laughs> quickly. No one said anything about, about yeah. this. And so, you know, they're like, we want you to lead this song for conference, which obviously we know what's recorded at conference. We usually do for albums. And I'm like, well, okay, this is new. Like, this is very interesting. And, um, but when I first heard that song, it, it really, sh- stuck out to me because like, you know, coming from, it's written from Isaiah 61 that talks about like the promises of the Lord, how he, he will give you beautiful ashes and joy for mourning. And like, it's the redemptive process of his people and like how walking through the journey of the wilderness does not negate the plans that he has. And like, this is a promise. Like it's a, it's a great exchange of, I am going to exchange what was broken in you, what was hurtful, what came against you, what the enemy had planned for you. I have greater for you. And it's 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 abundance. It's enough. It's more than enough for you. Good. And just that chorus alone, like everything is changing now. The spirit of the Lord is the promise of his presence. Right. I love songs that immediately take us to that place because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, it's all about you and your presence. Like, no one else matters in this room right now. That's it's good. the promise of your presence every day, day through day to day. It's His presence. But then the words of the verses that are, that are saying like, "I take off despair and put yeah. a garment of praise on." Oh. It's a choice. Yes. Like it is a choice to say, "I am going to stand in the authority God's given me to walk in His mercy and grace for me today," wow. and allow that song. Like that song illuminated in me because it's like, oh. This is faith. This is declaration. This is authority. This is presence. This is power. This is renewing of the mind. Like it's it's all of it in one. And the bridge, there's freedom here in this presence. Like now you can re-respond to that. You understand who you are. You understand what's at hand. You understand what he has for you. And now it's like, okay, there's freedom right now for you in his presence. There's hope and there's a fullness of joy. Your joy being complete in him is for you today. And so, Dan, I heard that song and I said, oh, this is powerful. (laughs) And to lead it at conference, to see people who are from all over the world, leaders and pastors and teachers from other churches, Mm -hmm. like not even our people in our house respond in a way that is of surrender, Mm -hmm. full surrender to like, God, okay, whatever you have for me, I'm going to tap into that now. I'm going to just rid of everything else. I'm going to lift my hands and I'm going to surrender. And to see that honestly blows me away because I realize over and over again that it's always Him in me, working in me and through me. It's my prayer before I walk out. It's my prayer before I open my mouth to sing. It's like, God, if you don't show up, nothing's going to happen here. Nothing. And then it's a thing where you walk off stage and you kind of give Holy Spirit a high five. You're like, we did it. Like, that was awesome. Like you, that was powerful. Like, 
People are coming to the altar. People are getting filled with the Holy Spirit. It's mm-hmm. just that whole conference for me was just a whole, you know, just wave of emotion in general. But to be able to be a part of something so awesome and to kind of, you know, allow God to do what he did in the room and even through me and in me, um, it's just it's just a beautiful thing to see that. And like now that it's out and to hear testimonies of what people are experiencing and, you know, walking in that freedom and that authority is just, it's liberating. It's like, okay, Lord, I one I am once again reminded of the why. Yeah. I'm once again reminded of why you use us as vessels. He doesn't have to, but he says, no, I choose you to go in the name of the Lord yes. and to declare my truth and to watch freedom break out. It's just insane. I can't get over it. It's <laughs> I don't think we ever should, or <laughs> I don't think we should never get used to it. It's yeah. it's an awe of the Lord. It's a an 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 all-consuming thing where it's like there's always more for you. And so like everything is changing. Like my prayer is that people would experience that like never before, the power of his presence right where they are as soon as it comes on. Like with all of our music, all belonging co music, it's like keeping him at the forefront and allowing him to do the inner work, allowing him to remind you of who you are is is such a beautiful thing. So amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I feel like everything is changing now when I heard it. Um, it felt like this. It's also almost like I saw this. Like it was like a step out of the old into mm-hmm. the new, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I almost felt like even with the pandemic and everything, yeah, where you know people. I mean, the first lyrics are right. I what, what did you say? I throw off despair. I throw off despair and put a garment of praise. It's on. almost like the despair that has been. Yep. 2020, 2021. Yeah, that's right. That like I throw that off mm-hmm. and I put this on. That's right. And I'm stepping out of that. And I think. There's always been there's been moments in my life and your life, right? Mm-hmm. That we've needed to do that. Yeah. But I think it's universal. Mm. That's that's why when you say all these people who have uh, from all these different churches and leaders from everywhere yeah. around the world are hearing that in the room and be like, "Wow," because it was yeah. a universal thing we all went through. Yeah. And it's almost like let's throw off despair. Right. Let's put a garment of praise on. Yeah. This let's is what it. matters. Everything now. is changing because right. the spirit is here. That's right. So phenomenal. I love it. Um, the songwriters are amazing. Yeah. I mean, and then you carry it, you know, you just carry that song like no nobody else. And we have insane like worship leaders at our church, but you carry it, you know, and I think everyone knows, yep, that's that's her song. <laughs> like she took it, it is now her song. Um amazing. So uh last question I'll ask you, because this yeah. has been great. Yeah. Um, what do you want to be known for? Like what is one thing you want to be known for? Ooh. I I want to be known for someone who displays the heart of God in every way, through relationships, through worship, through talking to the person next to me. I want to be someone who extends and shows love. Um, I want to be known for the person that is the same way, no matter what, like no matter what comes, no matter what's placed in front of them, it's like, no, that's someone who's consistent. That's someone who just loves God and just wants to see him glorified in the earth. And I, you know, if I can remember my missions, it's, I wrote it down not too long ago, just a mission statement, mm-hmm. you know, for life. It's like a, you know, you're kind of always tweaking that. You're like, what do yeah. I want that to look like? And uh, it's to reveal the present image of God through life, relationships, and worship. And that means being present with people. That means being present and, and preparing for worship being a good steward of the word, being a good steward of 
what God's asked of me, sharpening the axe. And through relationships, like honoring my friends, honoring who's around me, honoring leadership, um, and putting God first, being obedient to what he's asked of me, because there's a beauty that comes with that. Like life is beautiful when you understand and know that you are walking with Jesus and you're in his perfect will for you. Um, And so, yeah, ultimately that was a lot of things, but I mean, it really just boils down to the simple things of life that's like, you know, why are you here? Are you busy about the things of God? Are you excited to mm-hmm. advance the kingdom of God? And if you're not, you better get excited. <laughs> like, like this is this is why we're created. It's to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And I think mastering those two, everything else just kind of falls into place. So. That's good. That is so good. Um, I mean, you carry it, and and you, you do carry the the heart of God. So. Um, you are known for what you want to be known for. So mm-hmm. I'll just say that. Um, wow. But thank you so much for being on. This has been amazing. Yeah. I love you so much. Love you, bro. You are amazing. So and are you. Um, I know Dakota couldn't be here because he's traveling the entire world, <laughs> but he loves you too. Um, he told me, tell her I love her. He actually didn't, but I'm just speaking on his behalf because we do that apparently now. Yes. Um, but thank you all for listening. This has yes. been amazing. Check out um, Everything is Changing by The Belonging Co. Also, the album is coming out. Uh, full album. So, I mean, there's so many songs on there that are so good. That yeah. I, I, and this is, this, this to me is like, uh, again, our, our church is full of great worship um, and worshipers. And so this, all this is, is like an insight of this is what we get on Sundays, yeah. you know? And so that's what's so cool about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you want to go to church, you know, put on the album. Right. It's going to take you there. That's right. So thank you all for joining us. Uh, like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Um, check us out on Instagram. Um, at to the throne. Also follow Sean Treese because you know there's gonna be more. I'm declaring it right now, and we all know this is gonna be more. Uh, what's your Instagram handle? At Sean Treese Laura. There you go. That's it. Laura spelled like Laura, right? Laura is spelled L-A-U-R-A. There you go. Sean Treese, S-H-A-N-T-R-I-C-E. That's it. So <laughs> <laughs> so follow Sean Treese Laura. Um, because again, there's I mean, the future is bright. So I'm mm-hmm. excited that I get to know you. Oh, and get to, bro, get to be, be around you when all this stuff's about to happen. So amazing. Thank you all for joining us. And as always, thank you for going to the throne with us. See you later.